two sports fanatics, both with some background in MMA, looking to provide some of their thoughts on what goes on in the world of mixed martial arts. A jiu-jitsu practitioner who is not afraid to get her feet up and provide a stellar knockout or get your jits on, teams up with the Fly Guy, a karate kid turned boxer who would enjoy putting you to sleep by embracing your neck. Tie the Fly Guy. Live from your favorite podcast station, it's Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles, Laurel versus Ty, and it starts right now. KTC crew, we are back with the 29th installment of the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast. Jamal Hill lived up to a Sweet Dreams nickname on Saturday. Am I right? <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> definitely something I didn't expect. I thought, actually, no, I, I don't think, I think we both said that Hill was going to win. I don't think yeah. we said the method. Um, I thought it was going to be a just a back and forth battle that could potentially go to decision. I mean, there could have been a knockout in there, but I didn't expect it to end as quickly as it did. I was just hoping they weren't going to do like a dance off. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I for, I always forget that some fighters do that. <sighs> kind of a weird, weird strip thing that. It was a good fight, yeah. as much as it lasted. Right. <laughs> and it didn't last as long as we'd hoped it would, but yeah. that's the nature of the fight game. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so we are almost a quarter of the way through the UFC season, in a sense. Wow. Only a quarter, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we think we still have like four more fight cards left until we're officially at the quarters part. Oh my gosh, we just we just picked the podcast for the longest season. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like half of one season, the second half of one season, and then uh, the first half of the season. Oh yeah, I got it. <laughs> but um, the fun never ends. You know, it never does end. Uh, so before we, before I actually forget anything, for those of you who are wondering, we are going to be, it's going to be a short episode actually, because there's not a whole lot to cover. Uh, yeah. Just a recap of the last fight card, a prediction, predictions of this upcoming fight card, and our topic of the week. Um, I think what we're going to do with um forum questions because they're not they're not so hot right now mm. but lame yeah yeah good they only pick up during pay-per-views so maybe we'll just make it a pay-per-view exclusive thing <laughs> we'll give you short episodes for the fight nights and we'll go into more depth a little bit more depth when it comes to the numbered cards. Deal. Shake. Shake. <laughs> ready? Oh, so are you ready to recap UFC Vegas 48? Solid card. Yeah. Very and solid. 
I understand from what you told me on Saturday night that we made a FKTC first, that all five of our predictions were correct. That is correct. Yes, this is cause for celebration. Celebration. We nailed the card, but the card was pretty one-sided. Yeah. So it was kind of easy to nail. I still thought there were some good fights, though. I'd give it a solid A. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, trying to remember. How many fights did I I think I missed a little of them. Wait, why did I miss a little of the prelims? There's something going on. I was doing something, but I can't remember what I was doing. <laughs> but it's okay. I did... I did catch up on everything, and yes, I would give it, hmm, give it an A minus. Yeah. So, not too bad. No, not at all. But, do you want to start with our first fight, which is probably, well, no, there was, there was another fight that was a little bit more slow paced than this one, but. This was one that was very interesting because the Joaquin Buckley Abdul Razak Al Hassan fight, it was very evenly matched, but it didn't seem like a whole lot was going on. For me, it was a little hard to score just because there wasn't a whole lot of action. I think there was only like about a hundred total strikes combined between the two. So there wasn't a whole lot being thrown. Um, there was some control time, plenty of takedowns. Um, yeah, I just think the lack of strikes didn't make it as interesting. Uh, I really couldn't get much into it, which I'm kind of surprised, especially because Joaquin Buckley has been known for these amazing knockouts and Paul Lawson is also known for some pretty spectacular moments, but I don't know. Were both fighters just playing it safe? the whole three rounds yeah I that's what I would have to go with I just Buckley has always just been like this super aggressive guy like I mentioned last time and he's has a barrage of punches and I was really expecting him to come out with a lot of flair and it just was like this firecracker that you light and it's supposed to be the multi-pop Mm. But you only get a one pop and a shoot. <laughs> that's that's the fight right there. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect way to describe that. Like, all right, let's do this, like lighting up psyche and then Yeah, you light it and you run. You run fast because you don't want it to blow up in your face and then you turn around and you're still waiting for the for the pop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, such a shame, such a shame. It was a shame. But yeah, I definitely expected more out of that. Yeah. So I did, I don't really have much to say from it because they're really we were expecting the best. We we're expecting as you said, fireworks, but all we got was a very quiet dud. <laughs> we got a whoopee cushion. Yes, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> um, one fight that wasn't boring 
was Jim Miller turning back the clock to defeat Nicholas Mata. Man, Jim Miller. He's an animal. Oh, yes. He's so fun to watch. I like that guy. He's never in a really boring fight. No, and he came out swinging and he just overpowers you with punches. Oh, yeah. He's pretty impressive. You look at him and you watch him fight and you think that guy just likes to do to fight. That was the kid on the playground that beat everybody up. <laughs> then in high school, got in the fight on the football field. Oh boy. <laughs> and someone's like, you know, you could put that talent to good use. Yep. And beat people up legally. Because beating people up legally is a lot better than beating people up illegally. I know it. And Jim Miller was like, I'm all in. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, Yeah, so very dominating fight for Miller. Um, Just the way he launched that right hook into Mata's chin was just, that's probably the... (laughs) like one of the most crisp hooks I've ever seen from a fighter since I've been watching the sport. Yeah, that hurt me in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, did Jim Miller come across the TV and just pow, right in the cassette? He might, he might as well have. <laughs> uh so I hear that his goal is to hopefully fight at UFC 300. Really? Yeah, because he, he so far has fought at UFC 100 and at UFC 200. He's been, nice. around, that, been around that long. That's crazy. Right? Well, he's got go- something going for him. Oh, yeah. I did calculations, and I think when UFC 300 rolls around, he's going to be 40 years old. That won't be bad. Yeah. Maybe make UFC 300 his retirement fight, if, if he so chooses. Right, right. Because only he can tell himself when to stop fighting. <laughs> Although for some, some fighters, you just know when it's over. Right. He could technically be, though, the Tom Brady of the UFC. Ah, I like that. Just keep going and going. The only thing he can, the only thing that he doesn't have going for him, though, is a belt. Oh, uh, well. It's okay. I feel like winning the winning a organizational belt is probably one of the more trickier championships to win. Especially in his weight division. Mm-hmm. He's fighting at, uh, what? Is he at, he's at lightweight, isn't he? Jim Miller? Mm-hmm. Let's see he is. I want to double check the book. I think I wrote down that he is. Yeah, it's that was at that was at lightweight. Hmm. Ah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, especially 
Yeah, that division is scary good. <sighs> I mean, I'm hoping before he does drop the, or before he, I guess, hangs up the gloves or leaves the gloves and octagon that he can at least be in the top 15. Right. Because that'd be a good way to go out, just to be, just to be ranked would be awesome. Sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Let's hope Jim Miller keeps it going. After he retires, he's probably going to get a farm and raise farm animals. You see him that's as a farm? Yeah, that's how I envision him. All right, let's envision <laughs> Jim Miller as a farmer. Goats, probably. Yeah, I could see him raising goats. Because <laughs> he, he can name them. Uh, oh, geez. I, I had something going there. Oh no. But I'll think of it later. I could see him raising goats. You know, I could see him. I could see him raising chickens too. Huh. Chickens. Chicken. Um, I think of one more animal. I can see him having a noble steed to help him wrangle up the animals and to just ride on the farm, just be free, <laughs> free in retirement. Oh, did I tell you I'm getting chickens? Yes, you did. Oh, I didn't know that, if I shared that glorious news or not. Because it was exciting news because I was very excited about the prospect of you having chickens. Yes, Y and Dots. Yes. Wait, is that their names? That's not their names. It's their brand. But their, their brand, yes. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to name them. I haven't even thought of that. When do you get the chickens? Probably not till June. Oh, then you got time. Yeah. Maybe we can have some listeners chime in. Like, here's what you should name your chickens. Help, help us name Laurel's chickens, and we'll give you a prize. Prize to the prize for the best name. <laughs> they have to think of five names. Like I need to pick five names. Okay, then let's do. How about you do three or four on your own, and then we can just pick one or two chickens that the listeners can vote on or can pick a name up for. Well, I could name them after my favorite fighters. There you go. But they have the guy names. You can, um, oh, hold on. Well, I could call one Zhang Wei Li. You could. That'd be a good one. Oh, that's and a Nunez, great. Amanda. <laughs> Nunez the chicken. Amanda Nunez. <laughs> and then you can't forget Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva. Israel Adesanya. Oh, you got to call that chicken the style bender, though. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. The style bender chicken. <laughs> so there, there's, there's four right there. There's so four they, right there. So then just give one. Let the listener, listeners pick. Yeah, I'll, I'll let the listeners pick one. 
Okay. And it better not be Conor McGregor. Oh, that, that name's going to be automatically eliminated from. Automatic That's elimination. I forgot where it was. We were talking chickens, talking about fights. Oh, (laughs) I I would rather talk about chickens in this next fight, though. Really? Parker Porter? You don't want to talk about Parker Porter? No, not really. I guess we kind of. His nickname should be Bacon. That's I don't know why. That was a that was one of my wordle words today. <laughs> I was like playing um playing wordle. Um, my student was working on math with his teacher. Um, so I was like, because they do one on one stuff, and I figured I'd let my student do it independently. I saw that his health PE teacher posted a wordle back on Tuesday, but the student was at work, so we didn't get to see it. But then I was like, oh, I'll do that. Like, like I was not going to try to get into the world craze, but damn it, they sucked me in today. Mm. And the I haven't wor- muted. <laughs> you have Wordle muted? Yes. Uh, I don't blame you. I'm probably not going to post my results because I don't want... Um, unless it's, like, very successful... Like people post their results and I don't even know what the fuck it means. So I just muted it. (laughs) I'll explain later. Um, But (laughs) the the word on that wordle from the health teacher was bacon. I was like, oh, perfect. Perfect tie-in to this next fight. (laughs) But... Porter used control and a couple takedowns for victory. He had almost, yeah, actually had over a round of control time, but uh, it got so boring so quickly. Like they were basically just grappling and he was holding them up against the fence and just not really doing much with it. So it's like, dude, dude, come on. He just, he doesn't know what to do. He's a straight striker. Mm Mm-hmm. Just, uh, mm. and then bear hugs up against the <laughs> against the fence yeah you can you imagine how embarrassing that must be to be beat by that guy i feel bad for alan bidot today for doing that no <laughs> bidot yeah bidot. bidot i feel bad for alan bidot to lose to him yeah I don't. (laughs) (laughs) And hence why I wrote not much to say about it because I really had not much to say about that fight because it was pretty much at that point where that was like 15 free minutes, 15, 23 minutes where you could just do whatever your heart's desired. And I looked up and watched it a little bit, but I was just more like, hmm, what else can I do that's productive? Oh yeah, well, the, do my laundry. The real question is, if you had expectations, did you have expectations that that fight was going to be different? Uh, no. No. <laughs> I was going to say. I think we said last week, like we have zero expectations for this fight. Right. 
So at least our expectations were not disappointed. <laughs> but we could call and, him Parker Parker single punch punch porter. <laughs> Slow how about no punch? <laughs> Parker no punch porter. Mm. Yeah, we're, we're we're sorry, but not sorry for making fun. I'm not sorry. <laughs> oh, I should, just, should have cued the Demi Lovato song by that right then. I don't. Who is that? You don't know who Demi Lovato is? Should I? She's the one that's she's the one that started the "Sorry Not Sorry" trend. She had a song called "Sorry Not Sorry." She's a singer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play it for you after we're done here. Oh, boy. It's not bad, actually. It's actually really catchy. I don't know that I've ever heard of her. Disney Channel? No. <sighs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I need to leave for a second. <laughs> really? Really? No. Yes, really. No idea who you're talking about. All right, yeah, I'm definitely going to play it after we're done this episode. You heard it here first, people. Ty is going to torture me after after it's this. Not, it is not a torturous song. It's actually really one of the very few songs that I like from her. Oh. It's just, it's just very catchy. Oh, geez. There's a clean version and an explicit version. So you'll have to choose which one. Mm-hmm. A Disney Channel woman? Uh-huh. My camera's off. Or at least I'm not centered properly. Um, so I, I forgot. Oh yeah, because we were talking about how boring Par- Parker Porter was. And I said, sorry, sorry, but we're not sorry. He said, you're not sorry. And so, hence the rabbit hole we just fell into. <laughs> See, we said this episode was going to be short, but we've had a lot of rabbit holes lately. Right, well... At least this next night was quick. Well, yeah. It ended really right quick. And <laughs> ended right before the first round ended. Yeah. Um, Kyle Dawkins beating Jimmy Pickett, who Pickett was coming in on short notice via a Darsh choke, which you don't get to see Darsh chokes that much. Dawkins, actually, I think I saw is now the fighter with the most victories by Darsh Choke in UFC history, if I remember Crazy. Very crazy. And it was funny because not much was going on. And I was like, okay, is this going to be another boring fight? Am I going to just like be able to skip through and read it, like watch it later? But Uh then like the last 30 seconds, I'm like, oh, something's going on there. And then all of a sudden, like right before you hear the horn, you see this, I'm like, uh, but it looked like he tapped right as the horn hit, and I was like, or the horn sounded like, did he get that in on time? And then 
Herb Dean's doing this, like, all right, he got it in on time. His corner should have made him more aware at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that he wouldn't tap and he'd survive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he but, really, had, really had to hold on for like half a second. Right, exactly. So, and I think I think I noticed that he was like visibly disappointed because he knew he just had to hold on for that much longer. Right, right. Um, and I feel like for Kyle Dawkins, he pretty much just tried that as like a, not like as a, it wasn't as much desperate because there were still two more rounds left to go and mm-hmm. he wasn't losing the fight by any means necessary but like oh let's let's see if he can let's see how much i can push this guy before he taps and if he doesn't tap then it's okay i still got two more rounds and if he does quick night at the office (laughs) save yourself for another week exactly yeah um and that submission what it wasn't submission of the night but it definitely won performance of the night Mm-hmm. Um, oh, speaking of submission, I I did what I do remember. I did watch some of the prelims, and I was very very sad. Jessica Rose Clark lost. Oh, she got armbarred. Oh, I guess I saw that. That's a big thing with the girls. Armbars with yeah, the women yeah. is armbars. There's. I guess most of them are, I wouldn't say modeling after Ronda Rousey, but I guess because Rousey's known as the armbar queen. But I, th- I think I was going somewhere with this. I think it's actually very interesting that the women are going for the arm bars because I've noticed most of the guys mostly go for like chokes. You don't see a whole lot of like limb submissions anymore. So it's always nice to see, despite it being against a fighter that I enjoy watching, but having, seeing an arm bar is just very, very fun to watch. Yeah. And actually it's really interesting that more men don't get arm barred and more women do because women tend to be very flexible. So you have to really have the right position, mm-hmm. body positions in place to even armbar a woman. Right. And actually, like in our gym, we go for chokes rather than arm bars because some of the girls in my gym are so flexible that you want, it's almost impossible to give a, get an armbar. Right. So, and a lot of times too, the announcers will talk about women's flexibilities in that, mm-hmm. in that arena. So, crazy. Oh, that should be a topic we should talk about in the future episode. Because I, I would love to dive more into that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that'll actually tie into a question that just popped in my head. I'm actually going to write it down before I forget. But, um, 
main event time, I think, or cover time to cover the main event. Yeah. Even though it didn't last as long, it actually lasted shorter than the co-main event. <laughs> that was a crazy main event. Um, yeah, and it was weird because it didn't seem like a whole lot was going on, but I feel like with any fight, it just takes one shot. Well, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was slow moving. I actually read the total strikes between the two of them combined were only 19. That's nuts. Yeah. So there wasn't a lot going on. Um, but I don't know. I do have a response to it, but how would. <laughs> I guess it was just a, I don't know, it's really hard to explain because I blink and all of a sudden Johnny Walker's on the ground. <laughs> he got hit square. Yep. <laughs> um, so I guess I can, so it's a slow moving fight the majority. Only takes one to close close the show. Um, so okay, all right. Now, now this is gonna be a weird transition to it, but Hill landed right on his temple and shut off the lights, and Johnny Walker went. <laughs> He was gone indeed. He was gone. <laughs> Sweet dreams indeed. Yeah. That's some special talent. <laughs> oh, yeah. Although, when I was looking at the replay, it was very interesting because when he dodged Walker's punch and he hit him, it was just, I thought the way he fell was very interesting, but when I saw like it hit square, like it was like right in the temple area, I guess like the side of his head, like near the forehead right. area. Um, I guess, and it's weird because when you get knocked out like that, like your body can react in so many different ways. So I think that's why Johnny Walker reacted the way he did because it was just uh, his light shut off right away. Yeah. I he probably had a concussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then he. It's like, kind that's... of a, it's kind of a scary hit to watch in slow motion. It is because of where it landed. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the position that he landed in too was really difficult to watch. Yeah, he was he was out. Mm-hmm. On the way down. Yeah. <laughs> Almost to the point where he, his eyes were probably rolling in the back of his head as he was falling back. Yeah. And it then, was serious. And then you can tell he was done because Hill followed up with the, I guess he was like trying to like do ground and pounds, but he like came in and he had like, I don't know, he missed at some point, but he like clipped him on the face as he was like positioned, like with his neck up on the cage. I was like, oh, 
I'm glad the ref jumped in when he did because one more punch and it would have been rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. surely though, Hill knew it, knew he was out and just was the ref just hadn't stopped it yet. Otherwise, he probably wouldn't have thrown that first the, the first punch. Right. And I think he know. I think he knew, and he like after that punch, he like kind of knew and just like yeah. And that's kind of why like he had. It's weird because when you see it in slow motion. You see him punch him, and he, it looked like he was also, like, trying to duck out of the way, because you can also see Hill's shoulder hit Walker's face. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, like, it looked like he punched, but then when he saw the punch, he's like, all right, I'm going to get off him because he's out. Right. <laughs> and so that's all she wrote, folks. It was a good knockout. It was a good knockout. It's got to make its way up to a top position for knockout of the year already. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Writing that down as a potential award, can oh, uh, knockout of the year uh, nominee for the FKTC awards. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to star that up. KO of year nominee. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right. But now... I know you and I talked about it yesterday. I think it was yesterday. But we ready for our predictions for this upcoming fight card? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Main card's not that fun. Oh, but guess who I found out is fighting on the prelims? What? Um, Hannah... Super swole Goldie. Oh my God. Is she a man? Super nah. swole. Yeah, but I showed, I think I showed you like on a previous, like I think the last time she fought, I showed you like a picture. It's like the girl's jacked. Ah. Not in, not in a weird way. It's just like something that you wouldn't ex- like, I guess an unexpected. In a sense. Uh-huh. But <laughs> who knows? But she fights on the prelim, so that'll be inter- interesting on how. Because I think she just won her first UFC fight in her last fight. And so we'll see if she can build off that momentum. I think she's fighting uh, GU friend, I think is her name. Hmm. She was the, I think she was an Invicta strawweight champion at one point. Huh. So, little step nice. up competition. Nice. Very nice. Very but nice. The first fight we're going to cover is, and I'm going to try my best, Armin Petershon, Petroshan versus Rosian. I'll take that. Uh, versus Gregory Rodriguez. Why don't you go first? Well, I will. Uh, Let's see. You know, he, Petrosian was on Dana White's Contender Series in which he had a really powerful, nasty knockout of, of Kolev. 
with a kick to the arm and the arm hit the head. Ooh. So he blocked the kick, but the oh. kick was so hard. The par a partial block that. <laughs> no, so it was he a full block. It was a block. Oh, it was a it block. Was just, okay. It was a block. It was just that when you block your face, mm -hmm. you have to physically have your hand on your face. Otherwise, okay. you knock yourself out. Right. Okay. Thanks. He is a kickboxer uh, by nature. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I am confused on is it lists his weight at at 200. Mm. And it has Rodriguez at 185. Interesting. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Maybe it was a, a misstep or something, but was this off the UFC site or the ESPN site? Uh, the let's see what I took it off the. Um, I thought it was off the the UFC website, but maybe I'm wrong. But uh, I am picking him to win. I think that. Um, Rodriguez doesn't necessarily have the, the skill set that Petrosian does. Um, he dabbles in, Rodriguez dabbles in a little bit of ground game and some striking, but I just don't feel like he, he specializes in anything and he's not as active as Petrosian is. And I think too that Petrosian is going to be looking for his first UFC win coming out of that contender series so he's got a lot of momentum going for him I'm uh, just looking up his stats you were you were right it is from the UFC site it actually lists him at 201.5 pounds yeah so I wonder if that's maybe the weight he fought when he was at when he was kickboxing maybe oh and he has to drop 15 I, I guess so Great. Geez, maybe I shouldn't pick him. No, you actually, I would actually agree with you in probably picking him because, so I actually found out this is going to be his, I think this is actually his pro debut. Yeah, so that, yeah. Fight, that fight, that Dana White Contender Series was his first MMA fight because he's been fighting in kickboxing this whole time. Right. And so. he's a great kickboxer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going for him to win. I'm going to agree with you. Um, I was looking up his stats uh, this evening. Um, he has a crazy significant strike accuracy. And I can understand now why, since now I know he's a kickboxer. He's at, it was like 65.91% of significant strike accuracy, which I rounded up to 66%. So the fact that two-thirds of little little less than two-thirds of his strikes have been significant wow yeah and to to add to that if you look at his striking style he does a lot of spinning back fists and he nails them I mean it's it's pretty when I after I watched his film then I went to his stats and I was like oh those match mm. <laughs> they do match 
As one would expect, those two match. <laughs> um, Rodriguez is solid in his takedown accuracy and landing significant tricks. I think he was like at a 5.5 something landed per minute. Um, so I think this is actually a pretty decent, it's a really great matchup actually between the two. But I'm actually going to go with you and I'm going to say Armin. Help me with the last name again. Petrosian. Petrosian. There we go. Yeah. I don't I'm going to say him. Yeah, I think that whoever his fight guy is um, did a good job of picking a nice first fight for him. Oh, yeah. Good way to easily transition into yeah. the world of mixed martial arts especially since he's only known the whole kickbox. What's going to really be interesting for me now that I'm thinking about it is if Rodriguez knows, well, I'm pretty sure he knows because he's hoping these fighters study film on each other. Uh Um, The fact that he's a kickboxer, if he's going to test his ground game by trying to take him down. Maybe. The thing about kickboxers is they can move all of their digits different ways like Adesanya can so that's right yeah because Adesanya was a huge kickboxer yeah so it's going to be interesting if he does go for the takedown how how effective that will be if he can get in there close enough to do it mm-hmm. yeah. that might be a fight worth watching then yeah yeah uh, let's see I'm going to try to pronounce this one, too. It's another Armin, though, <laughs> except for it's spelled differently. This one is A-R-M-A-N. The first one is A-R-M-E-N. Right. But it's Armin Tazarkian? Sarukian? Yes, yeah. I keep forgetting the T is silent. Sarukian. I'm sorry, Armin. Uh, against, oh, at least I know how to pronounce this one, Joel Alvarez. <laughs> That one's not hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm actually going with Sarukian. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm. I'm so sorry. Um, he's. He's really technically sound, um, mm-hmm. and he puts together a really complete fight, in my opinion. He's. He's really active in the in the octagon, and I. I can't say those same things about Alvarez, but I think that. He, Alvarez has a really good ground game, so or a decent ground game. So we'll see who comes out on top on this. But I am picking Sarukian to, to be that guy. Mm-hmm. I am also going to be picking Sarukian. Um, Alvarez though does have a significant reach advantage. I think it was like five inches or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep, but- I noticed that. But Sarukian is a strong contender. He actually hasn't lost a fight in, I think, almost in about two, over two years. And actually, yeah, 2019 was his last loss. Little trivia. Guess who he last lost to? Is he a middleweight? He's a lightweight. Oh, he's a lightweight? Is it Petrosian? <laughs> no, it can't be Petrosian. <laughs> I have no idea. His last loss was to Islam Makachev. 
Ooh. Wow. Hmm. And that one, I believe, went to, I think that was the one that went, that one went to, I think that was the last time Islam Makachev went to decision. Really? Yeah, one of the last times, at least I'm sure. Before he started knocking out and submitting everybody. <laughs> but I'm going to be with you. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to say, say Zarukian as well. Good choices. Oh, yeah. Um, this next one is interesting. I'm feeling there might be a little bit of a difference. Um, and I'll let you start it off because it is actually two ladies that will be fighting. Yes, it's uh, Kim mm -hmm. and Cachero. Cachawea. Cachawea. Mm -hmm. Oh, the Cachawea. Yeah. She, she's the gal that throws the wild punches. And she's the girl that illegally eye gouged mm -hmm. Jillian Robertson in her last fight. That's right. And then Kim is a badass jujitsu lady. Yes, she is. And I picked her to win because Kachawea is, I just cannot handle the, her fighting style. <laughs> I just definitely had a thought process of the, the whole, um, I had a Nick Diaz moment pop up in my head just now. Oh no, tell me. Um, it, was, it's, it was a long time ago when he and Jason Mayhem Miller had their rivalry. And he, it, there was like this video of him in a, like driving, I don't know if it was like to uh, jujitsu practice, something like that. But he was talking, like he had posted it, I guess on social media but it's like all over now. And he was mm -hmm. talking about like, I heard your little interview and said something else. And I just want to say F you. And then he like drops the camera down and goes double you. <laughs> for, our audience, if our, for our audience members, Ty Fly Guy just embarrassingly, embarrassingly <laughs> did the double flip-offs. That's because what Nick Diaz, that's what Nick Diaz did. <laughs> Basically just set the camera down and then just, this is what I have to say to Mayhem Miller at this point. It, it's actually really, if you look it up on YouTube, it's actually a really hilarious rant. Will do. <laughs> that might be another one to show. I, I think I'll show you that one instead of Sorry Not Sorry. That oh, okay, that, that's better. <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'm going with you, and I'm gonna say, oh, the reason why I did that is that's how I feel about Priscilla Cachoeira, especially after her last fight. Right. Um. And something uh, to note is that Kim has a seven-inch reach advantage, despite them, and they're both five foot seven. So I don't even understand how that works well people have long arms you know that's true long arms small body yeah i mean look at mark williams 
His wingspan seven four. Ah, that's true. I think I'm like, I think my wingspan was like 66, 67 inches. Something like that. I have like, I have long legs and everything else is short. <laughs> I think, or maybe it's average size. No, I think I do have longer legs. We'll see. <laughs> no, I definitely have longer legs. I have longer arms. So where, what, I've got what's going on. I see this fight between Kim and Kachwea being more of a striking fight. I don't see any of these ladies going to the ground. Really? Because I think both of them, they said that their ground game, 0%. That's got to be impossible for Kim because one of the videos that I watched was her submitting somebody. Oh, really? Yeah. And then life stats must. The stats I looked at must be off then. Yeah. But I'm it does it doesn't matter. Catchawaya looks like she's throwing punches with her eyes closed. <laughs> and then she's not, oh, oh, if Kim, if Kim's gonna try to submit her, gotta watch out for the eye pokes, the blatant eye pokes. That bitch is still so mad about that. Like, like she could have ended Joan Robertson's career. Shaking my head. Shaking my she head. Should have, she should have gotten fined for it is what should have happened. And that's the thing. Nothing came of it. Nothing came up of it. Dana didn't do anything about it. Sean Shelby didn't do anything of it. UFC didn't do anything about it. Like, like Dana, it's right there. Mm-hmm. Open those eyes of yours, please, instead of stuffing down food on Epic Friday. Sorry. He was, probably, was... he was probably watching another boxing match. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a definitely sorry, not sorry moment. Right. I'm no, actually, sorry. no, yeah, you're never sorry. <laughs> that's, that's a never sorry moment. That's going to be a thing. If we're never sorry about something, that's trademark well i don't think we can trademark it i can look into it but it's an fktc stamp of never sorry <laughs> but i'm i'm with you i'm gonna say kim with the fight yeah yeah uh, this next fight i think is going to be the most entertaining fight of the night oh yeah yeah i don't know i mean i love Terman. he's a brawler mm-hmm He's a bad dude. He's very powerful. Mm -hmm. And then you have Misha Serkinov, who in himself yeah. is really good, as good as well. Right, exactly. So this is really going to be interesting to me. In fact, I haven't made a decision yet. Oh, okay. And I, in their, if I recall correctly, their stats are pretty close together. Mm -hmm. You would be correct. So I'm not sure who to pick. I think I'm leaning towards Terman because I always feel like he just wants it. Uh -huh. And so I'm not saying that 
that Kirkinoff doesn't want it. Right. But at the same time, Terman is looking to move up that ladder. Right. But again, I think their skill sets are relatively equal. Mm -hmm. And so it's a toss up for me, but I'm going Terman because I like it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one really is just anyone's fight. It can, you really can't go wrong with whomever you pick. Um, I will say my pick is going to be based upon this fighter's ability to get the fight to the ground and actually submit his opponents. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to be a big difference in this fight. So with that said, I am going to actually go opposite. I'm going to pick Isha Serkinov to win this fight. Oh, snap. (laughs) Snap. (laughs) Yeah. Again, I think it's going to be the most interesting fight of the night. Definitely. Another stamp. Fight of the night nominee. Stamp. Stamp of approval. (laughs) Which was just me throwing down my mail. (laughs) You didn't even have to tell anybody that. That's true. I didn't have to. They would have never known. But then again, I could have I could say I'm doing something, but then I really did something else. Yes. Yeah. Now we get to our main event, which was breaking Crazy. news. Breaking news on our last uh, podcast. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crazy. Makachev versus Bobby Green. Bobby Green stepping in on. How many days? So he fought at two seventy one. So th- when this fight happens, it'll be two weeks. His uh, two seventy one fight though didn't go very far, did it? It went decision, and he pretty much dominated the entire fight. Oh, it went decision. Yeah, I think it was like thirty twenty six across the board. Mm. Well, if he dominated that much, then he didn't take any significant blows to the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even think he because he fought Nasrat. And I remember, I don't think he, that was the first fight on that main card. And I don't think he, I actually thought, like, it was a dominating fight without a doubt. Like, okay, like, it was almost too dominating in a sense. Yeah. So I think because he didn't absorb so much damage, he's like, oh. Well, the good thing is that, excuse me, this fight is at a catch weight. And so... It's not going to do a whole lot to Bobby Green. And then Makachev just gets an add an extra five pounds. Mm. So I think, I think that's a good weight for them both since Bobby Green recently fought. So he doesn't have to, especially since he took the fight on, I think, 10 days notice. Yeah, we'll give it to him. Yeah. I mean, he's going to get beat anyway. 
sadly, I believe that's true as well. <laughs> he could surprise us, but. He could. Yeah, because Bobby Green hasn't been finished since. I wrote it down somewhere. 20. I believe it was 2016. And actually, this is the only guy to have finished in the UFC. It was Dustin Poirier. Good. It was like, I think, a, I think it was a TKO victory. And I don't think Bobby Green had been, hasn't been submitted since, oh my gosh. I want to say I saw it was 2009 when he was last submitted. Huh. So I think it might be a little trickier for Islam, especially because the sudden change in opponent because it was supposed to be Benil Daryush, but he got injured. Mm. Um, I don't think it'll do a whole lot for Islam. I don't think it's going to give him a title shot right away. No. But, but then yeah. again, he's he's relatively new. He has to go through. I mean, I'm not sad that he's this fight's not going to give him a, a title shot. Mm-hmm. I think since it's earlier, since it's so early in 2022, if right. Makachev wins this rather quickly, then I could see him jumping back in there like in the summer and then probably fighting for the title um, by the end of the year. Well, how many fights will that, what is uh, the fight with Bobby Green? What number fight is that? 11? It, like overall? Yeah. Or in the UFC. Oh, in the UFC. In the UFC? I, oh, I did not realize that was up. Hold on. I didn't think he had that many fights. I don't, yeah, I don't think so either. He hasn't, I don't think he's fought in a whole lot of high-end competition. Right, because we had this conversation last time. Mm-hmm. Like, how many more fights and who does he have to fight? To get a shot, a shot at the title belt. Right, he's been in the oh, he's been in the UFC for a while. So two, four, six, eight, ten. This will be his twelfth UFC fight. Okay, I knew yeah. I was close. Yeah, and really looking at it, the only fighter that he has fought in that's like in the top ten or at least in the top fifteen is Dan Hooker, which is his last right. fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he fought Moises when he was in the top fifteen, but yeah, I would assume. I would assume that Makachev is going to need at least one more fight, probably in the top five, if he's going to mm-hmm. have a shot at the belt in twenty twenty two. Yeah, I guess it's a good thing that the lightweight belt isn't going to be contended for until May. So then, whoever comes out of that still has some time to recover to where. Probably whoever wins between, I think it's between Oliveira and Gaethje in May. Whoever wins that fight, Makachev could have a chance to fight them in like December if he wins like a fight in June or something like that. But but we both agree that Makachev is going to pretty much dominate this one. I think so. 
Yeah. I think Bobby Green has the potential to surprise people, but I don't know that he's going to surprise Makachov. Right. Like, he'll keep it interesting for a while, but then. Yeah. 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 I thought I saw today that Cowboy Cerrone was going to be fighting when I thought he retired. No, I saw that too. He is fighting at... He's fighting on the same card as uh, Oliveira and Gichi now. And then also, that's the fight where Teixeira is fighting Jiri. Oh. So that's the May pay-per-view. He's been, I was supposed, I think he's supposed to fight on the April, it was either April pay-per-view or like a co-main slot on one of the fight nights, but that got moved, he got, they got moved to the May pay-per-view now. I thought I wasn't losing my mind. We're not losing our mind. I'm a big fan of the Cowboy Cerrone. Don't blame you. I think this is, I think this might be both. Is this both the retirement fights? Well, they, I don't think they mentioned it. Oh. But that's something to keep in mind if you want to see if Cowboy can come on the podcast. Yeah. Well, I told you that I have a tweet peep that's good friends with Cowboy. There you go. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> With that said, that's it for our predictions. So only yeah. one is different. Great minds think alike. They do. <laughs> um, ready for our topic of the week? Sure. So our topic of the week is going to be fighters defending either current or future or past opponents. Unless you've been living under a rock, Jamal Hill went to social media to defend Johnny Walker after the backlash Walker received after the loss against him. And I think it's going to be a little bit easier if I just play the video and let, we'll open it from there. I do what I do. For the entertainment of the fans and the love of the sport, bro. And whenever I'm successful, you know what I mean, and 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 another fighter, you know what I mean, I get and I get a knockout and I get these have these moments that y'all like, bro. Don't use that time to dog somebody, bro. You know what I mean? I've I've received I've I've lost, so I've received, you know what I mean, the the ridicule and the things that come with that. You know what I mean? And I understand that people are ignorant, but I can only imagine how y'all doing my mans right now, bro. And that shit ain't cool, bro. That shit ain't cool. Think about if that was you. Think about if that was your kid. You know what I mean? Your brother, your mother, your father. You know what I'm saying? Come on, bro. At, at some point, we got to draw the line, bro. Where's the line at, bro? Where do we become? Where, where do we still be able to come out and look each other in the face? You know what I mean? And still be people. You know what I mean? 
He got knocked out. It happens. People have been knocked out many a times before. And most of you motherfuckers that's talking will never put yourself in a position. You run like a little bitch. You hide in the house. I done seen y'all before. Y'all cowards, bro. So for y'all to sit there and do this to this man who steps out against the best in the fucking world. You know what I'm saying? People who train night and day to do that. Y'all run from basic ass people. Cut it out. You fucking cowards. I mean, sitting behind the screen talking. Get out that man inbox. He's still eating. He still got money. You probably broke sitting in your fucking mom's basement. Bro. Hey, if you a fan of mine, if you came to my page to see me to see me do that, to see me win, and for you to go and dog people, get the fuck on, bro. Cause I don't fuck with that shit, bro. Leave that man alone. Let him get back to his drawing board, get back to his craft, cause y'all gonna keep watching for him putting his body and all of that shit on the line. Fucking weak, bro. Cut that shit out, bro. There you go. Interesting. Very interesting. So, I think this will be a good time to just open up and let's just each provide our thoughts about how we feel about other fighter, fighters defending other fighters, in a sense. Well, I think that we're kind of starting to see a uh, increase in it as far as uh, Publicly, uh, we just had a conversation about, oh, who was it? That female fighter, she wants to have announcers do more of the life story of fighters. Pearl Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think something that, that caught uh, my ear this second time around listening to it was an inbox comment stay out of his inbox uh -huh. um i think it's interesting people who take to social social media and personal message athletes uh -huh. to to call them names or or whatever is going on i mean i can't think of what Jamal Hill is thinking specifically um, or what what sparked to this but the inbox comment definitely kind of caught my attention this second time around right. like why why do you think that you have the right to to message someone with hate <laughs> oh like a fan messaging Johnny Walker yeah, or something like that, or, but, I mean, if it's, it's the meme thing, I'm sorry, that, that was a funny way to be knocked out, sorry. I mean, it was. I mean, it's been memed quite a bit from what I've seen. And I don't think, I don't think he... I don't think Jamal Hill had a problem with the memes itself because that's just kind of been the nature of social media. I think right. it was just the people, the, I keep when I say people, it's the individuals that go into 
of like you said a fighter's inbox just to talk when and it's funny i remember a tweet specifically i think it was um i think paul felder was the subject of it um like someone had said something about him like about how it was like some kind of not degrading but it was more of a like kind of like I guess what Johnny Walker might have been dealing with and then Paul Walker I think I said no Paul Felder he had responded along lines and said like bet you wouldn't say that in front of my face and the guy said nope I definitely wouldn't have said that to your face and so right and so I think that's kind of I think that's what fans need to start realizing that And it's something that I pride myself in doing. If I wouldn't say it to your face, I wouldn't say it to you online. I mean, yeah, if I wouldn't. Right. If I wouldn't say it to your face, I won't say it online. Yeah. But if I were to say it online because I say it's true, like the many arguments I've had with people about Aaron Rodgers to the Denver Broncos, I would say that to your face. I'm not going to lie. I I find it interesting that sometimes I just feel like social media in many ways isn't real life. Oh, no. And so who am I to come on there and just trash talk somebody? Right. Or get in their inbox and verbally assault them. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Exactly. One is because most of the time I don't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I just think it's a weird thing that people feel that their voice is so important that they have to inbox somebody. It's weird. Um, weird to me. The many facets of the world we live in are just so using nowadays it's um it also makes me think though that the rise in the popularity of the sport Uh these fighters are probably having having to experience things that they've never dealt with before Uh like super casuals watching (laughs) because it's on espn plus Oh, those cats. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so they don't quite understand the the sport in its entirety. Right. So they keyboard warrior. That's my favorite term to use. Yeah. When, people, when there are individuals that just sit behind a keyboard and because there's no repercussion to what they say. Like the, mm-hmm. what, what? What are we gonna do? Just block you? Like what's a, like? Imagine you being a keyboard warrior, right into your right into an athlete's face. You say all that, and not gonna be pretty. Mm-hmm. Not a pretty picture at all. But oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that that. Um... I'm not directly in the sport, but I know enough about the sport 
and having done it in my gym, but not professionally on any level, um, I have a great respect for all the athletes. And even though I laughed at how the, the, even though I thought the knockout was cool and laughed at, at the whole fall in the flailing arms, I still was like, dang, I feel bad for, for the stripper. Because imagine how much that must have hurt. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So, but I'd never, I'd never get on his social media and mock him. Right. Um, Using his handle. Right. Not mentioning him. Or, right. in, or I guess what the cool kids say, sliding into the DMs. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we do, though, go, um, there was something that uh, MMA Fighter did talk about in regards to what Jamal Hill had said. Ah. And Hill actually responded and had said, Fighter celebrating his hard work is not the same as a little punk fiat being a screen harass behind a screen excuse me harassing a fighter and his family memes aren't the problem it's going the extra mile to harass people the fighters actually get paid get in there and put something on the line y'all don't do stfu which i'm pretty sure y'all know what that means uh-huh which to yeah. that ben Askren responded to saying we all know what we signed up for. Fighters need to quit being little babies about people making fun of them on Twitter. Whereas Jamal Hill responded by saying, if you knew what, oh, here, hold on. I'm actually gonna pull it up real quick before I will get because I've got a little clip for it. If you knew what you signed up for, why'd you retire after a year in the UFC? You couldn't handle the heat and ran. I don't need fans to love me. I love me some me, but you a bitch. If you're okay with people <laughs> harassing your family, I wouldn't expect you expect you to understand an alpha's mind. And when he said that, I could only think of one clip. Emotional damage. <laughs> Jamal Hill unleashed the emotional damage on Ben Askren. I don't even know why Ben Askren had anything to say about it anyway. Exactly. He sounded like an internet tough guy himself. Right? (laughs) Yeah. What the hell? (laughs) Yeah, it did kind of sound like that. Um, He probably should have just let that one go. Yeah, there's, there's, and that's the whole thing with social media. If there's something you don't like, then scroll along or don't click the profile like it takes how many clicks one two three four clicks you can eliminate all that and just not click at all or just keep moving along yeah keep keep going just keep going move along there's nothing to see here But yep. uh, hopefully they learn. Hopefully everyone learns. But good right. on Jamal Hill for standing up and speaking up for what he thinks is right. 
I think he's that's, right. That's right. And that's all I gotta say on that. Ah. On, that on that note, I think that is all we have. Yes. So I have no more news. And I have oh I didn't have any tweet. There was nothing nothing good was tweeted over the fight night. So maybe that Well I mean the memes were good. Yeah, some of the memes were good. I'll give them that. Some of the memes were good. <laughs> there was one meme that well, wasn't so much a meme, but it was like a replacement uh, audio clip to when Jamal Hill landed the punch. Those sounded like a loop sounds. Oh. Um, I can't remember exactly how it sounded. It just sounded very weird. I was like, but when I heard it the first time, I was like, what? What kind of sound is that? It's like I had to listen to it at least five more times just to like understand what was going on. But maybe we'll save meme. We'll save meme time for after the numbered cards. Yeah. Because I think yeah, that's when do most. That. That's when most people like pay uh, watch the fights anyways. Yeah. They'll have more yeah. juicy stuff. But, no problem. So, on that note, if you have any questions, if you want to leave a voice question, which we'll probably only reserve that for after pay-per-view cards. But either way, comments, suggestions, have any kind of special thing we should do during fight nights, uh, events, while we wait for the numbered cards, you can always reach us on the podcast page at FKTC Pod or reach us individually as long as they're safe for work by reaching Laurel at Rain Basin and then me, Ty, at TyFlyGuy15. Oh, Until, don't forget to send your chicken names. Yes, send your chicken names. i put out a little questionnaire <laughs> this weekend for it because I'm pretty sure not a lot of people are going to pay attention. It's like, you know what? Give us chicken names. Give us fighter chicken names. Give us whatever chicken names you can think of. As long as they're, what's the word I'm looking for? Respectable names. (laughs) Chickens are people too. Well, chickens are technically animals, but. Actually, I don't want my neighbors to hear me call my chickens fucking assholes. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Probably not a good look. No. <laughs> but until then, oh, next week we cover UFC 272 between the main event is, mm. oh my God, what's the main event? Oh, Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal. Uh, and we'll have a special guest next week as well. Nice. Uh, but until then, We will see you all next week. Yes, don't forget our golden rule. Oh, I totally forgot. Thinking about chickens. What is our Um, golden rule, Laurel? Never leave the decision in the hands of the judges. Which is what uh, Parker Slow Punch Porter should not have done. (laughs) One Punch Porter. One Punch Porter. And now we will talk to you all next week. Bye.